visit our world headquarters at photofaxpodcast.com. And now here's Robert. Hello and welcome to our last episode live here at Southwest PPA in Frisco, Texas. Oh, wait a minute. Terry forgot to put her phone on vibrate, didn't she? Oh, no. She's flipping through her phone trying to get that on there. Sorry. I was going to take a picture real quick. Okay. Take take a photo because we need to get a really good photo of Dwayne Lee, the current vice president of PPA. Oh, sorry. Southwest PPA. Yeah, that's way above my pay grade. No, but you're going to make it there, I think. No. (laughs) You have the radio voice for it. That's what I've been told. I think it's awesome. You have a great radio voice. So you're here to give us another perspective on the direction of Southwest PPA. That's a good question. It really is. That's a good question. All right. You know, the industry is changing. The people coming to conventions is changing. Mm -hmm. The new millennials have a different idea than the way things have been done in the past. Yes. We're not seeing that many of them, so we're going to have to retool, rebrand, reorganize, and rework it to where we can make these conventions valuable, profitable, not only for the association, but for our vendors who are some terrific sponsors that take care of us. Awesome. So now the new direction that you're going, is it focusing more on the millennials just because that's the new segment coming up through the ranks? To be brutally honest, we don't know yet. (gasps) What we're going to be doing. Um, We've been kind of in this flux for a year or so, and we kind of had to see how this convention was going to pan out. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, the Texas PPA, Southwest PPA were in partnerships, working every other year with each other. Uh, That uh, partnership, it didn't really end, but it changed to a degree that now the Texas Association wants their convention every year Ah, okay and southwest needs a convention now to basically help pay our bills as well and uh, so we're we're it's a strange way of going about it but instead of all the member states members contributing twenty dollars to the convention for every year correct now it's the convention has to be self-supporting, mm. okay. which yeah, under the old way is socialism at its best because <laughs> everyone <laughs> contributed $20 and only a few actually took advantage of it by coming to the convention. Right, right. But there was a bigger number that came to the conventions when they were free. Well, that was just two years ago, wasn't it? Or Correct. no, last year. This is the first year This is the first Southwest that it's been this way. Yeah, where you had to pay. Texas had their first one last September. Oh, okay. And so it's 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 a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that are happening, some things work, some things don't. We've learned a lot at this conference that uh, don't work as well as work, and we've come up with some. Our board members came up some excellent ideas in our board meeting earlier today of things to explore to to change it up. To make okay. it more viable. Also, and you can't share those with us yet, can you? I'd rather not simply because <laughs> simply because they're not set in stone and they're they're you know, some of them are I won't say controversial. Oh, we like controversial. We're yeah. all about that. Yeah, but uh 
there's enough going on in the political campaigns right now. We don't need to oh add to gosh, the fire. Oh my gosh, isn't that true? And uh, so we can't expect Mr. Trump to be the president of Southwest PPA anytime soon. Not likely. <laughs> well, he I could am... buy Southwestern PPA. <laughs> yeah, he could probably yeah, buy it but... on his own Trump convention. That's right. It's really exciting to hear that you guys are making steps as a organization to to get younger, the younger age bracket and younger, the younger millennials, period, yeah, yeah the millennials into the organization. It's a valuable organization. And it will only make everybody better. And to have the young kids coming in and to continue is that that's a good thing. I've, I've you know we've had that discussion too about the, the, the young challenge, kids. though, is getting them here. Yeah. And getting them with the mindset that we need them as much as they need us, yeah. and vice versa. It's a situation where they're they're dancing by their own drum beat. Mm-hmm. And they're missing out on a lot of education, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that the association provides, and they don't know about it. And even though you can you can go out and advertise about it, it's going to take more one-on-ones of photographers, established photographers, going out and recruiting these people at the guild level. Absolutely, because, uh, it's it's scary. You know, a lot of people are getting older. And we, you know, every organization needs <laughs> needs the younger people to fill oh, in behind. Absolutely. If you don't bring them in, eventually the organization's going to die. Literally. Yep. You know. And we've we've. I mean, how many times have we discussed this? Well, we discuss this a lot. Okay. Yeah. So, and let's just jump on the bandwagon. We understand your position as a board member, but <laughs> we're PPA members, so yep. we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> so the millennials out there, because y'all know you're listening to this podcast, I'm just going to tell you right now. Quit being selfish. There you go. Okay? Quit being selfish and quit being me, me, me. Because right now in your 20s, you're damn happy to sell a CD for $20 and think you're making money on a Saturday. And when you hit 40 years old and find out that that is not a good way to have a business, then you're going to be seeking the advice of someone that you complain about having a classic portraiture studio that was able to put maybe three kids through college over the last 40 years right. because they have adapted and changed. These are the people that are here and they are here willing to help you succeed. And it's not just the millennials. I mean, you know, with the, mm-hmm. with the, um, the crash, if you will, of the economy last decade, and the ease of people being able to get into digital photography mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and seeing the need that, hey, I can make some money doing this. They don't have the groundwork. They don't have the foundation, Correct. the business foundation there. They just jumped in, so I can make a little extra cash. Right. Well, in doing so, yeah, they're going to work themselves some death and they eventually fall out. And we're already seeing that yeah. here today, gone tomorrow type thing. But while they're doing that, it's hurting the people that have paid Pardon the pun. Their dues. No, no. Go ahead. Gotcha. And, put it in there. and yes. uh, have learned, have gone to conventions, have gone to schools, have gone to seminars, spent their hard-earned money to learn the craft, and they're being hurt by people that just oh snap oh quick buck that's it. Yes, absolutely. I I think that's awesome, in the sense that you're making that change and seeing it, and this has been coming on for a long time. Oh yeah. So it's not something that is just overnight. The board members sat down and said. Oh, my God. No. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> no, and, they, you know, we're all at fault for waiting so long to really try to address mm-hmm. it. 
Um, well, it, here's the thing. It needs to be addressed on the district level, on the national level, on the state level, and at the local guild. It I mean, if it doesn't get... Oh, I can't help it. I'm a visual talker. <laughs> I am a visual talker. It's going to have to go... It's going to have to be a grassroots effort. Absolutely. Uh, PPVA does a wonderful job with the See the Difference videos and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. to help market us. But without the people at the local levels... You know, PPA is kind of corporate. Yes. And people look at corporate and go, I don't need them. Well, I tell you what, membership in PPVA, the state organization, the regional organization, the local guilds, it's very valuable, but they don't understand that yet. Yet. Not until they get older and start understanding that. Well, when they decide that spending 30 or 40 hours a week and not getting paid much isn't worth doing it, and they put the camera down... Yeah, that happens. But yeah, then, so have but you then, ever heard that? Oh yeah. Have you heard the, the the photographers? Now I have to say I have to make fun of them because they'll sit there and go, "Oh, I don't want to do a business of photography because I don't want to lose my passion." Right. <laughs> and and you know, there's and I don't want to slam any group, but you know, there's some moms out there that are excellent photographers. Mm-hmm. And they've got the time to play with it because they're a stay-at-home mom. I may have said that wrong. Um, they're yeah, I, taking I, the time yeah, to do it in be. their free time when they're not picking up the kids or right. not cooking dinner right. and stuff like Photography that. Photography is a great career for someone who, for a, for a parent who's made the decision to stay home and raise their kids. Right. They it, it, they can wrap their schedules around each other. It's a and I have a lot of friends who do that and yeah. have done it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, and so I don't have I any problem with from. that. I, I think anyone should be able to make some money, but they need to make real money, not play money. And they're if when they're doing a shoot for thirty or fifty dollars and giving them a CD, they're they're only fooling themselves. And oftentimes, and what's bad about it, oftentimes the. Um, the client, well, let me backtrack. The the people doing all this fly-by-night photography type thing, the quality's not there. Mm-mm. Correct. But the clients that are getting it for next to nothing don't know the difference either way. They're just thrilled with the cheap price. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And subsequently, the the line between quality and snapshots has been blurred. And the customers, this a phrase that professional photographers hate to hear. Oh, I want to hear it. It's good enough. Yes. They hate to hear that. Yes. And, you know, whenever, oh, Aunt Sue took a picture of it, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do when that CD breaks or that hard drive crashes? Which will happen. What are you going to do to retrieve those images? And people aren't printing out images like they were Mm-mm. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. No, not even close. Nothing. No. Well, look at the labs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, a fraction number of the people that they used to hire. Now, granted, digital has helped streamline the digital flow through the right. labs, and that's all. And it's really made it good for some professionals, you know, to get your photographs back in a day or two versus a week. But at the same time, it's not helping when people just produce garbage. I hate to say that. No, go ahead. We and, like it and give it out. And think they're doing a service to everybody. They're hurting themselves. They're hurting the profession mm-hmm. of photography. And it's just, uh, it's not a good sign. And what's really 
disheartening to me is they don't even know that it's crap. No, they, they, they don't, they in don't love know. With it. Yeah, they think it's, you know, the over processed, over whatever. I, something that when I first started many, many moons, well, I'm not that, I'm not that old. I've only been doing it less than a decade, but more than a five years so around seven eight years whatever but i've always i've always been in photography i think we lost Dwayne. he's yeah, trying to figure okay. out his fingers now but no but the point is 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 the classic style never goes out of style right. all these over processed and over saturated or whatever the trend of the day trends will always Correct. go out of style but classic portraiture will never and i don't think people understand that and it's okay to break the rules but you got to learn them before you break them or at least know why you're breaking Exactly. Them. At least have some kind of idea. So, okay. So let's go along the same line of questioning, just talking here about the PPA. Uh, and I'm sure you've noticed a lot of millennials, and we'll just use that terminology for the 20-something the that are in photography now. Have you seen here in this area, because I'm in Oklahoma, that they're starting to gravitate towards film photography? Honestly, I haven't seen seen that. In Oklahoma, it's amazing how many 20-some-odds don't even own a digital camera. And I think that's wonderful. I think it's great. Because they're going to have to learn to get it right before they click the shutter. Yes. Absolutely. Instead of in Photoshop, Lightroom, or whatever. And I love those things, even though I don't own them. I learned in the film days, mm-hmm. every time you pull the trigger, dollar, 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 dollar. <laughs> so you learned real ching, quick. Ching, 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 ching. You learned real quick to get it right mm-hmm. first. Then click the shutter. Well, one thing that I teach in my classes occasionally when I'm asked is metering. I've heard of that. You've heard of that? Yeah. I know you've heard about that. And it's amazing to me how many people do not know what metering is. They basically just throw it on manual, spin the dials a couple times until the back of the picture looks good, and now they're good. And they don't even know how to meter because that's what we did when we had film. I know he's crazy, isn't he? Randy Taylor is just kind of walking around. He's over here like... I think he should be time. the guest host. He well, you know why he's host? smiling, don't you? Why is he smiling? He's the chairman of the board getting ready to go off the board. <laughs> <laughs> the best job in any association is the past president. Is the past president. You just get to eat ice cream all day long. Yes. Well, you know, it'd be good if, uh, you know, Southwest or any of the other organizations kind of started looking at some uh, film photography classes. How would you like to have next year in Oklahoma City a darkroom class? How to print on fiber-based paper. Wouldn't that be awesome? Okay, Dwayne is saying, hell no. I'm, I'm processing that because processing? I don't know. If- no pen intended. Get yeah. it processing. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I hate to expose my inner self, but. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. I just dropped Photog- I know, Photography inner- pens. Just- yeah, okay. I got it. I'm not and, that slow. You know, I, in the early days, I used to have a dark room, too, only black and white. Mm-hmm. And I was thrilled by the image that came up on the paper when it was going through the all the chemicals. But I found I was spending way too much time in the dark room oh i know and that i don't want to see that happen to people taking a class in dark room they're going to get hooked on it and then that's going to be the same thing that's happening with photoshop oh i can fix that i can fix that and before long they're no longer photographers they're technicians yes but i think that would work because now we could we could push those film technicians because they have to learn how to do film and printing back into the labs. 
There is just something imaginable. We can though, bring about Kodak back. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be that would be a bad one at all. So, in the, so your personal thoughts on this convention? Who was your favorite speaker? Uh-oh. Speaker? Yes, there were speakers. <laughs> and the reason I bring that up is because you spent your entire time back in the print room. That's you? correct. So the let's talk time. about print competition, because I am now at the point where I've maxed out on speaker merits again, and uh, I understand that. Print competition is a requirement for master. <laughs> yes, it is. And it builds your your quality as well. I mean, print competition for me, you know, I got my master's in 95. And it was a personal goal to get it. And I wouldn't have gotten it had I not been entering and entering and getting beat up and getting slaughtered and by the judges. But that's how I learned. Because I sit back in print judging and listen to the comments as my print came by mm-hmm. or listen to the horribly low score come by with no comments. And you end up going and asking people for help. They're not doing it these days. Now, the new people are that are entering, mm-hmm. but there's those that same group of people, the 20-somethings and, right. and the newer group, they don't know about print competition. Some of them do, and some of them get it real well. There's a photographer uh, I met yesterday. No, it was this morning, actually. Came up to see his prints registered for the show today. First time ever entering, four for four. Wow. Really? And now, the, you got to explain to the listeners what four for four, because we have a lot of non-PPA okay. members as well. They entered four prints. Mm-hmm. All four prints were considered merit quality. And so I've gotten the seal of approval. Basically, from eighty above, eighty, 80 and above, above, up to a max score of one hundred. And he had two in the nineties. I've never had a ninety something. Wow! This guy got two on his first time, and he's he's not technically trained in classic photography. He just had an eye. He's an artist. Mm-hmm. He's from San Antonio. Can I say his name? Yeah, you can say his name. Josh Jordan. Josh Jordan from San Antonio. Remember that guy's name. Because we want you on the podcast. He, his, his images, all four images, close-up headshots, three of them black and white, of homeless people. Close-up headshots. I saw those. Headshots. They were phenomenal. And they were the so detail, good. The, uh, they were phenomenal. And... This I, guy I know came exactly out of nowhere. what you're talking about. I didn't even look at the name, but I know exactly what pictures you're talking about. Just from walking by a couple yeah. times and going, it was a double take. It was like, holy and there's, crap. And there's another photographer entered for the first time at this show. Another four for four. He lives in my town and I've never heard of him. You're kidding me. No. Now, all of his was illustrative category. Okay. So, you know, if he got on to the Rocky Camp, Rocky Mountains or... If you've gone to the Grand Canyon, something, you know, that's where some of those were done. But still, his work was phenomenal, too. Never heard of the guy. He lives in my town. So how do we reach out to these people? Good question. We're just going to have to, well, first off, capture the ones we got here. Absolutely. And start working on them to keep spreading the word. Because obviously they've, someone knows about them. They, someone told them about this. So, wow. 
And yeah. so, so these people are definitely doing well. And see, I'm depressed because I wouldn't walk really quickly through the images. So when, when does this podcast go live? It's going to go hour. live in like an hour and a half. You used to wait? Do we need to wait? I, well, I didn't say his name, but he might know who he is if he's listening. <laughs> but he, Okay, so he, what we can do is we can push the – what if we do this? You say his name. We'll put this on – we'll upload the podcast – and we'll hold it until tomorrow morning. Oh, that's fine. The last day of P- last day of Southwest. How this, about that? This Do guy's it. name is Paul Zellers. Paul Zellers. And he's a, I don't know, he's my age or older. So he's like forty-two. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you lie a lot too. I'm married. Uh, he's he's upper sixties, maybe seventies. I don't know. I'm bad judge. First of age. time four before. Yeah. And I'd never heard of him before. He's in my own town. He's not a member of the local guild that I belong to. He's not a member of the Dallas Guild. He just came out of nowhere. I don't know how he found out. We need to talk to him. Yeah. Those are the people that need to be in the meeting. Yeah. Is ask them, how did you find out about us? What made you want to do it? And if he says the PhotoFax podcast, give us a ring because <laughs> we might be to get some sponsors now. PPA uh, may actually uh, throw us some money. No. <laughs> no. But, but Paul is getting the high print case score oh. for the first timer. Okay, we're going to have to hold this till tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's, 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 that's exciting. And, that's going to be a work really And he's getting the high print score for one print by a first timer. Holy moly. That first is time. incredible. First time. Yeah. Wow. So this guy right here needs to be the poster boy of the future. Yeah. Well, get him quick. He's a little older. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but Josh, Josh Jordan from San Antonio, he's not becoming. He's got to be. But he's so meek. I know I mean, exactly he, what images you're talking I mean, I didn't really have time to go over there. And I, I, I know exactly what images. I can tell you exactly where they were hanging because they caught my eye like that. Oh, I, that's me snapping again. Sorry. I'm a visual talker. You, you know, are. And quite frankly, if, if you had told me that Josh Jordan created those particular images, I was in no way. Like, Just, I, I you cannot that. judge a book by its cover. I mean, seriously, he, he was... He almost looked like just someone uh, that was walking through the hotel. He wow. did not look like a photographer. Oh, so he didn't have like a fancy strap or tight skinny jeans and a None really big <laughs> and a spider holder for his camera. <laughs> he did. A- he did have a Texas Rangers ball cap on, though, so he's okay. a good guy. All right, yeah. so he's a good guy. Alrighty then. That'd be pretty good right there. All right, look how quick we went through twenty three minutes. So we're gonna hold this until tomorrow, okay. so that way nothing gets spilled from our award ceremony. Or you can do it. 10 o'clock tonight. <laughs> yeah, I've been working pretty hard during this thing. At 10 o'clock at night, I'll be either drunk or sleeping. In that or order. <laughs> <laughs> so we always have a Bazinga question. Bazinga question is just completely out of the ordinary. And since you have alluded that you started with film, mm-hmm. and you enjoy film, mm-hmm. so basically, just because there's some film people that listen to us, if you were a Kodak film, which film would you be? And Whoa. why? Whoa. And why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. And you can go back to any the port- any emulsion you like. Well, the Porter 400 is what I just loved. Oh, the Porter. 
The pilot. <laughs> that was rated like what thirty two ISO. <laughs> Portrait? No, it's four hundred. No, no, he was talking. Oh. The Panatomic X. Oh, the Panatomic X. Randy, that was before my time. <laughs> that may have been in your time, but you're much older than I am. Ultra <coughs> 400. Yeah. I've still got some. So what did you like about it the most? You just like the skin tones? It, it became a film of choice just because I, I've learned how to expose it. I learned how to shoot it. The lab could print it beautifully. I didn't question yeah, you know, didn't that come it, it out? It helped me get my master's, let's put it that way. Oh, no, that's awesome. So since you did it with that, were you able to get one of those uh, Kodak Awards? Never got a Kodak Award. Lightning's going to strike. <laughs> I feel it. I can I feel got it coming. A, I got a I Fuji Masterpiece. I have that feeling a lot when I'm next to my husband. <gasps> we, oh. got a, we got a Fuji Masterpiece Award. on a. My daughter and I did on a multi-maker wedding album. And it was not printed on Fuji paper. So how did you how did you get the enter? They did not have requirements that it had to be Fuji paper. They just chose the wedding album that they felt deserved the award at the, the convention. And they didn't care if it was on Fuji paper. Uh, didn't they? Didn't care. That's even better. But now they do. <laughs> yeah, because so. they're trying to push the brand. Yeah. Back then, they just needed to push something, but now they're pushing the brand. Yeah. I never have gotten one of those beautiful Kodak things. Well, awesome, Dwayne. It was really great talking to you. So one last thing before we get out of here. If you had to... See, she's a photographer. (laughs) (laughs) You know how I can tell? It's the bag that kind of looks like a... It's the Kelly Moore. It's the Kelly Moore. It's the Jilly bag, the Kelly Moore bag. It's all fashion stuff. So... If you had to give advice to new photographers coming in the industry right now, what would it be? Be honest, learn business first. <laughs> That's like learn, Dixie Dixon. Learn the business first, regardless what you're going into. Then learn the craft. Dixie said the exact same thing. That was her story. She took she got her degree in business, or she went to school for business, so that she so that she could make a living as a photographer. I, in my early days. I won't say I was a horrible photographer, but looking back, mm-hmm. Lord of mercy, I'm glad I had business sense. <laughs> because, well, and that's the problem with these photographers these days. They don't have the business sense. They're going to be here today, gone tomorrow. Yes. The clients out there that they may be servicing are, are going to have to be switching around. There's no loyalty. No, no, no. None whatsoever. Or not enough loyalty. But... uh yeah, it's learn business first. Learn photography as you go, but learn the craft. But you got to stay in business to learn the craft. So, I love it. Well, thank you so much. We had some hey, great. Before what? we get off, I've heard a rumor that we're gonna that the You've convention next year since you're going to be president, right? Don't ask this. No, no, no. <laughs> we have, it has been <clears throat> floating around that the convention is going to travel. So it will not. The Southwest Convention will be in different states in the region. Is this true or false? I'm putting it's, you on the spot, Dwayne. Sorry. It's both. Both true. Okay. It's both. And 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 I'm not pulling the politician on. No, you. I'm excited about. It. I think it's a great idea. But we've got to look at the demographics. We've got to look at the type of convention we're going to have. 
whether a region or a town can support it and we get the right. attendance. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. If we don't get the attendance for the vendors, the vendors aren't happy. They quit supporting. Right. We go broke. So it's, right. it's, it's more of a business thing first mm-hmm. and the uh, convention second. So the, the board of directors, we've got to make some real difficult decisions in the next several months, not very many months. We've got to make some quick. Yeah, pretty quick. You got to start planning. I am so I, – I wouldn't want to be on that board. I mean, I, it's, I really wouldn't. I'd be excited to go to places like Oklahoma City, Denver, Phoenix, Utah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, oh, New Orleans. Mm, yes. I'd even like to go to Pine Bluff, Arkansas or, you know, Hot no, Springs. Not so much. I've been to Pine Bluff. Okay. Oh, Hot Springs is okay, <laughs> though. Somewhere different. You know, the, we, we've concentrated these conventions in the Dallas-Fort Worth area mm-hmm. because that's where a big base people are. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get into with an airport. Well, it's not working like it used to. But tell me what industry is. Mm -hmm. Oh, everything's changed. Everything has changed. Yeah. I mean, there's no way about that. And if we don't adapt to it, then... You get run over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or left behind. Get left behind, and that's the bad thing. All right, so how about that 30 minutes with the Southwest PPA? (laughs) Dwayne Lee, the acting vice president. No, I'm the real one. You're the real one? Yeah. he, He is... The vice president. He'll be president next year. So next year we'll be interviewing him as president. God, they have current. Like, okay, current. current. There yeah. you go. Current vice president. Yes. Yes. Current acting. Nope. Potem. Yeah. <laughs> they have so many different words for <coughs> vice president. At least we can remember your name. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's Chinese Lee. Yeah. Chinese Lee. <laughs> Well, I mean, think so about honored. it. How many times have you remembered, like, the vice president? You know, like, <coughs> Jordan W. Bush, vice president. Who was it? Cheney. <laughs> Quail. It, no, Quail was... Uh, oh, that was the second Bush. That Bush was the second sequel. Bush. Yeah, okay. Yes. Didn't he invent the no, internet? Mm. I don't know. George W.? W. George W. Cheney. Was it Cheney? Cheney. Dick Cheney was my hero. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. It's a bad shot, too. He was a bad shot, but only because I'm I don't want to get into into, into politics. But I'm telling you right now, when you can shoot somebody and get away with it, that's pretty good. <laughs> True beans. <laughs> All right, so there's that politics right there. You heard it live here. Well, you're going to be hearing it tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow morning because we're going to protect the uh, the announcement that Dwayne just had just in case. Huh? Yes, tomorrow will be today for you listening to us tomorrow, mm. but listening to us today, it'll be pushed Okay, tomorrow. I am so confused now. All I can say is join the PPA, and we're out. Join the PPA. <laughs> you guys have a great day, and we are done with Southwest PPA. We have awards tonight, and we will be on the road back to Oklahoma City tomorrow. Thank you, Dwayne. It was great. My Thanks, pleasure. Randy, for the side comedian. <laughs> and we are out of here. Visit our world headquarters at photofaxpodcast.com.